that faith is faith is trusting God and then acting on what we trust. So we trust God. If I trust you with something, then then I'm not going to concern myself with it because I trust you. Glory to God. I just, you know, just we'll have different experiences with God and some of them will just stick out in our mind and our heart like never before. And I can remember God saying those, those few words to me, do you trust me? And I said, yes, Lord. And he said, well, do it. And he's bring up something else. And he goes back to the same thing. It's not because God's vocabulary is short. It's because that's all he needs to say. Do you trust me? Yes, Lord, I trust you. Okay, do it. Remember what Peter, Jesus said to Peter, Peter, do you love me? Lord, you know I love you. Do, Peter, do you love me? <laughs> Glory to God. So then, faith comes by hearing. Now, let's go to First uh, Kings, because I want to get right back into this. First Kings chapter 18. Now, we talked about the difference in the rhema word of God and logos word of God. So when we say faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, we have this written word, but we also have the spoken word of God. Where are we going? First Kings or Second Kings? First Kings chapter 18. You know, and understanding when I hear the voice of God, and we're, we're never going to say again, well, I just can't hear God. Those words should never come out of our mouth. What should come out of our mouth? What Jesus said. What Jesus said. He says, my sheep know my voice. My sheep. If you're his sheep, then you know his voice. So don't ever contradict what he is saying. I just can't seem to hear from God. No, 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 no. Say what he says. Say what he says. Now, 1 Kings chapter 18, because let's, let's look at something here. Many times when we read, even reading the scriptures, and we see all this, what we call mighty men of God, mighty prophet of God, mighty this of God, mighty that of God. And really, friends, they have to operate by the same principles that we do, whether it's New Testament or Old Testament. Faith, so then faith comes by hearing. That's not, that didn't just come about in the new covenant. That's the way it's always been. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So these, these, these great feats that different ones did uh, when we look under the old covenant, they didn't just do it. They didn't just say, Elijah, I think I'll go out and stop the rain today. I think I'll make it stop raining for three and a half years. And just rain, you don't come back in three and a half years. Now, nobody, nobody in, a, in their right mind would say, don't rain for three and a half years. Especially when most of the world is agrarian. You know, you, you solely depend on, you depend so much on agriculture, just like we do today. No irrigation, all these other things. You, you wouldn't say rain, don't, don't, no, no rain for three and a half years. Remember, you live here too. So they didn't just go and do things. They operated by the same principles that we operate by. All right, first, <clears throat> first Kings 18, and let's start at verse 36. Hallelujah. And, and, and I want you to listen. I want you to listen for some key words. And keep in mind, so then faith comes how? And hearing how? Okay, okay. So Elijah is in the midst of this contest with uh, the prophets of Baal, which it, it really wasn't much contest at all. <clears throat> Your brother Ford was talking, went through this uh, detail by detail the other night. Praise God. But I want to pick up here in verse uh, 36 to get what we need out of this. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, 
Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel. Are y'all with me? Listen. And that I am thy servant, and that I have, y'all still here? You just leave. I have done all these things, how? At thy word. So Elijah's saying, I didn't just go do this. It wasn't that Elijah had such power that he could just do anything he wanted to do. No, he did what God told him to do. He had to hear from God and then do something. Now, here's where people get confused sometimes, I believe, because of personalities. You see, one, one vessel may... Uh, their personality may be one way where it looks like, well, they're just doing that. And another person may say, God told me 1,500 times. Well, another person may just say it twice. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Because some people do overuse, God said to me, God told me, God said to me, God told me. He's like, can you just kind of tell us what he told you? But I want you to see this. Elijah is saying, he's talking to, to God. He says, I have done all these things because I heard you say, do them. That's why my faith is strong enough, is in the place where it could challenge the prophets of Baal. Y'all see that? That's my commentary on that. Verse 37. Hear me, O Lord. Hear me that this people may know that thou art the Lord God and that thou hast turned their heart back again. He says, you're doing this work. I know I'm the vessel that you're using. And, and according to man, it seems like I'm getting all the credit. But God, you and I both know that you're the one doing this, that I'm operating because this is what you said to me. I heard you say this, therefore I am doing it. I have the faith to do it because you told me to do it. Faith comes how? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, what Elijah's doing is not written in anything. Now, we know that when we read the Bible, that the Bible is God speaking to us. But he also speaks to us by the spirit. Now, there's no Bible verse and chapter for Elijah to turn to right here. Glory to God. Verse 38. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. <laughs> Glory to God. Now, uh, let me let me throw this. Well, yeah, let me throw this in right here. Now, then I'll do the last verse. They are in the midst of a what? Uh, drought. They're in the midst of a drought. No rain for all the for, for, for over three years now. And I asked myself this question. Where do you get all that water from? <laughs> you, you know, Maybe I'm simple, but I just ask questions like that. Elijah had them to bring a bunch of water. And Brother Ford was talking about all, you know, the size of the barrel and, and, and all the water. Where did they, they, you're in a drought. Now, what you think about this? Who voluntarily gave up their water? You're in a drought. It hasn't rained for three years. Who, who, where did they get this water from? And who would say, man, I got some stored both behind the shed. You want? They already, they're already people who don't, they're like, well, I don't know. Is God, I don't know, is God really real anymore? So where did they get this water from? <laughs> Hallelujah. Do y'all want me to answer the question or just leave it? Well, I don't know. 
How am I supposed to know? I wasn't there. <laughs> Look at verse 39. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces. Listen. And they said, the Lord, he is the God. The Lord, he is the God. And all of this came about because Elijah, Elijah heard God say, do this. That's how he had the faith to take on 850 false prophets. He didn't just do it. He didn't just see somebody else do it. He heard. How does faith come again? By hearing. He heard God, he heard God say do it. So he had the faith to do it because he heard God. Glory to God. You know, uh, it seems that so many people of God are trying to act on their own word. I think I'm going to do this. Rather than hearing from God. Because there are a lot of good things that you can do. But did God say do that good thing? And we can take a lot of resources doing good stuff. But did God say for you to do that good thing? If not, then it doesn't become, it's not a good thing anymore. We have to hear from God about what to do. And when we hear from him, then we have the faith. And when we have the faith, he has the resources. Glory to God. Now, now let's go and let's watch. Now, so that's, that's Elijah, right? Let's go to John chapter 5. Why was Jesus so successful? And remember, we're still with this, this principle here talking about how does faith come. And Romans 10, 17 said, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when we hear God say something to us, now again, I'm not talking about this flippant stuff you hear. I mean, sometimes you just, just want to scream because, uh, and listen, and listen, sometimes just want to scream. It's some, some, sometimes hard to have a good conversation with people because they say, God said to me, and it was said like 190 times. And listen, the Lord told me, the Lord said to me, God spoke to me. Oftentimes, this is used as a defense so you can't say, I don't agree with that. Because if you, if you say, if I say God told me, and then you say I don't agree with that, you, you, you telling me that, that, that God is wrong? No, I'm telling you that the spirit and the word agree. And if God spoke to you by his spirit, he's not going to disagree with his written word. And what you are saying God said to you disagrees with his written word. <laughs> All right. You should find John chapter 5. Now, verse 19. Verse 19. Now, in, in John chapter 5, of course, it begins with the man at the... Um, at the pool of Bethesda there. And Jesus heals this man. Jesus heals this man. And the man goes and tells the Pharisees Jesus healed him. And you know the problem with that is it's on the Sabbath day. So they're all upset with Jesus and they come to Jesus. And, uh, you know, they, wanna, they really want to kill him. So let's pick up here what Jesus, because verse 18 says, they, uh, therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him. 
They didn't just disagree with Jesus. They wanted to kill him. All right. Now, verse 19, Jesus answers them. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the son can do nothing. The who? We're talking about Jesus. Mary's baby. The bright and morning star. <laughs> the lily of the valley. We're talking about Jesus. Now, listen to what Jesus says. He says, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the father do, for what things soever he doeth, these also doth the son likewise. Jesus said, I don't do anything on my own. How did Jesus have the faith that he had? Because he heard the father. He's constantly watching his father. Whatever his father says, that what he, that's what he does. He doesn't operate in a vacuum on his own because he's the son of God. Because we know he didn't walk this earth as the son of God. He did as the son of man. So that we wouldn't have an excuse. Well, that was Jesus. Then follow what his example. Don't do anything unless he says something. Now, go, go with me to, uh, 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 we're already there, we're in John. But look over at verse 30. And listen at this. Look at verse 30. Hallelujah. Jesus again, still in red, right? He says this. I can of mine own self do what? Do nothing. Now, we know Jesus was not a liar. And if he, Jesus is our example. He says, I can of my own self do nothing. As I, as I what? As I what? As I hear, as I hear. So then faith comes by hearing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. Now, let me, let me, let me tie this together. It, this, let me just tie this together here. He says, I don't do anything of my own will. So Jesus did not wait till he got to the Garden of Gethsemane on the night he was crucified to finally say, not my will, but thy will be done. This was a way of life for him. This was a way of life for him. So he didn't just get, listen to me, he didn't just get in a tight spot and try to get deep. As I, as I, I'm going to use this again as an example because, friends, this is what happens. Tragedies happen all the time. Different stuff happens all the time. And you get, the, you get the, 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 the text or the email or however all this other stuff go. Uh, pray for this person. This happened. And, you know, you'd be like, uh, agree with me on this. And I say, well, what do you believe? Where, where are you at? When's the last time you've been to church? Do, do you even have any faith? Y'all get what I'm saying? That, that people get religious quick when they need God. They don't walk with him. They don't live with him. They don't serve him. They, they want him when they need him. And they think it works like this. How can they have faith to pray for someone? Are y'all with me? Faith to pray for someone when they haven't been hearing anything. 
Now, you can pray with people as best as you can, but there's just not a whole lot there to work with. So then faith comes by hearing. And maybe it brings comfort to, to someone for you to tell them, you know, now if you say you're going to pray, you need to pray. But bring comfort to someone by saying, okay, we'll, we'll agree with you on this or that. You say, according to this scripture here, are they hearing anything? You go in there and everybody's sitting around at the hospital bed on a death watch, not on a life watch, on a death watch. How is, what, what, is there any faith in that atmosphere? No, whatever life is in that person, they're fighting for their life and the people sitting around them are draining it out. Well, I just want the will of the Lord to be done. What do you, then you don't need any faith. Oh, because faith begins where the will of God is known. And that's very different than what Jesus said, not my will, but thy will be done. That's very different than saying the will, well, you know, just whatever God do, we just going to have to accept it. No, God says, whatever you do, we'll back it up if it's back upable. Are y'all seeing a pattern here? John chapter 14. Let's see one more thing with Jesus. And then we're going to go back. We're going to go to uh, Proverbs because we just, we kind of ran through Proverbs the last time. I just wanted to introduce it to you, but I want to spend just a little time uh, there today. So John chapter 14. And again, Jesus did not wait until he got in a tight spot. You ever had a time when you know, you, 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 you have your, your regular time that you spend with God, but you ever had a sense, I need to read a, a, do some extra reading. I need to do some extra studying along this line. You know, you just have that in, in there. And what it is, is God is trying to, he knows what God already knows what's coming. He knows what's down the road. And he's trying to get us in the place where we're building our faith up so whenever that happens and we need to act on our faith, we're not acting on regular faith. Let me put it where you can get it. You have your regular budget, regular bills. You, you kind of know, yeah, it takes X amount to, for us to run our household every month. And then, poop! Where did that come from? Well, what are we going to do? Well, um, let's, uh, let's scale back here and add this to it. And, you know, let's do this. And maybe we got to take a little bit out of savings because it popped up. Well, see, life with faith is the same way. You got your regular faith, just your live by faith. But if God says now, because God is, he sees ahead, right? So he knows that six months from now, something's going to pop up that the level of faith you're working on every day won't be able to handle. So he says, build up. I need you to get in there, get in that word. Yes, you don't don't need to see the news. Some of this news is draining your faith. That's why we're, you know, taking these 21 days and getting out of it, getting this trash out and build up, build up, build up in the word, build up in the word. And watch this, friends. Sometimes those things, you're so built up that it's it's not even like a speed bump in the road. It's like thick paint on the road. And you just go like that. Whereas if you had not built up, it would have been a struggle. And some, some people get wiped out. Because they're not ready. When God had told them, 
Now, what I mean by God told them, they had that unction, but they overrode it to build up. Maybe, maybe somebody just came by and they say, hey, I, you know, I was in the, in, the, in the store and I saw this book and that remind me, uh, I thought about you. Here you go. Oh, okay. You put it on your bookshelf. Yeah, my collection. I got a nice collection. When God was saying, That's, I need you to read that. Well, I mean, everything's going good. Faith comes how? By hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So all these things that pop up, again, Jesus wasn't caught off guard. He didn't just, not my will, thy will be done. Listen, friends, when you know, Jesus knew what a crucifixion was. There wasn't anyone around there who didn't know. He knew what a cat of nine tails, he knew what all that stuff, he knew what he was about to face. You don't just run into something like that and just handle it. (laughs) Huh? You don't just run into something like that like, yeah, I got it. Jesus rose, rose up a great day, a great time before morning. He was getting prepared. He was getting prepared. Glory to God. All right, chapter 14. Brother Hagen, I was listening to him the other day, and, and uh, he was talking about when God had spoken to him. This was, I forget what, you know, how old Brother Hagen was. And how, you know, he'd be talking about back in 1941, but anyway, he said God had told him, he said, there's a recession coming and you need to get ready for it. Now he told him that in two different occasions. The first time he didn't do it. God told him before the recession hit, there's a recession coming. You need to prepare for it. He, he said, he said, yes, Lord, but then he didn't do anything any differently. He just kind of went on. And when it hit, <laughs> when it hit, like he said, you know, he had to sell his car. It wasn't worth much, nothing. Shoes worn out and all kinds of stuff. Just family, you know, just, just half eaten, kids not half dressed the way they should be. But see, that didn't have to happen. So Brother Hagan, yes, Brother Hagan. But the second time he told him that, guess what? He heard and he obeyed. And then the recession went on through, and it didn't, didn't bother him. And you can go back, friends, all of us can go back, and we can say, you know what? I do remember, it seemed like the Lord was trying to get me to do such and such or do such and such. And because everything was going so smooth, you just kind of, I'll get to it. You know, not that you didn't. You say, yeah, Lord, I'm going to get to it. Y'all know how get to it is, works, right? Verse 10, you should have John by now. John chapter 14, watch verse 10. Believest thou not that I am in the Father, this is Jesus speaking, and the Father in me, the words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Again, what what I want you to hear is that Jesus was moving only by what he heard his Father say and do. And that's how we're talking about how, why was Jesus so successful? Because he always did what he heard his father say do. That's why he was so successful. That's why his faith, that's why his faith was 100%. Faith comes out by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Glory to God. Now, look with me, if you will, and uh, back in 
<sighs> Proverbs chapter, I'm going to start at chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. Now, we looked at this the last time, and uh, we just kind of read the part where it says, my son, hear, listen. And we, and we do want to focus on that again. But hearing is so, so important. Hearing. Without hearing, there's no faith coming. Without hearing, there's no faith. Without hearing, there's no faith. Glory to God. Y'all with me? All right. Proverbs chapter 4. Look at verse 1. Hear, ye children, the instructions of our father, of a father. Now, let's, let's take this. Let's, let's, let's forget we in this deep conversation about faith, and faith comes by hearing. Let's look at this for face value. Hear, ye children, the instructions of a father. Now, when we say this, we're not talking about some um, person that's not acting the way they should as a father. We're talking about a good, like a good father. All right. So a young person, a child, and they don't listen to their parents. I'm going to say parents here. What happens to them? Just in a natural sense. You can get easily get hurt, take advantage of, even to death. Listening to your parents. Again, we're talking about, you know, and, and let's, let, me, let me say it like this. They don't necessarily have to be godly parents, but they do have experience with life. They might not even be saved, but they do have experience with life. And so when, when and just think about it again, from the natural standpoint, if we hear them say something, and we may even say, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, and then go on and do what we want to do. Hear the what? What does the word say? Hear the what? Instructions. Hear the instructions, the how to do, the how to live. Instructions tell you how to do something. So hear the instructions. This is how you do it. This is the A, B, C, D, E, F of life. Not the A, skip B, and C, and jump to the D. You know, think about when you were, when you were growing up. Did your parents or some adult ever tell you about one of your friends they don't mean you no good. They you say it like that. You know that? They ain't saying anything in front of them. But, you know, when you got home and, you, and they were talking to you about their friends, say, well, you know, uh, they, I don't think they really mean you no good. And you're like, but that's my friend. Well, I understand, but, you know, you need to, you need to kind of watch out for them. And you didn't? Mm-hmm. So he says, here, ye children, and all of us, they're the same, they're children of God. The instruction of the Father and attend to no understanding. Understanding. For I give you good doctrine. The word doctrine is the word teaching. I give you good teaching. Forsake ye not my law. When we hear, when you go down, we're reading, we're reading a chapter from Proverbs every day, right? Proverbs, most practical book there. And you look at it and it just says practical stuff. You're just reading down there. You know, not to say, yeah, I got my Bible reading for the day. But your faith ought to be coming in these situations. Your faith ought to be coming when it tells us to do something. And, and uh, Solomon, Solomon 
as he goes on, verse three, for I was my, my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, let thine heart retain my words. Let your heart retain my words. When you hear what I'm, when you hear what I'm saying, take it in. Don't just hear, you know, sit there just waiting for him to get through. You're like, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. And all whole time you, you wish you, can they hurry up? Because they waiting on me. <laughs> you know, now, now things are the opposite today. When we were young, you, you want to do everything you could to get out of the house. Today, I mean, the punishment was if your mama told you you couldn't go outside. You know, your friends come to the door and, Miss Biner, can Iverson come out and play with us? No, baby, he in trouble. <laughs> I mean, y'all remember that? <laughs> Something like that. I mean, that was like the punishment of punishments. That was like, I don't want to use the word death, but that was like almost dead sentence. To, and you had to sit there looking out the window and all your friends over there. You know, the basketball court was across from our house. Now, when I say basketball court, we, it was a, it was a, makeshift we made one you know we got a light pole and we put you know nailed a board on the back of it and nailed a rim on it and you know and they would start building a house there and they couldn't finish it so the slab was there now we had the most up-to-date court uh for miles around folks came from everywhere because we had concrete everybody else was playing on dirt so we was like you know we was the uppity folk but you sitting there in the window looking out and all your friends over there playing and boy you just big old crocodile tears rolling down your face and you're like we should just come beat me just come beat me just just beat me hit me in the head do anything just let me go outside you go outside (laughs) but it's the opposite today but again how did that come about because we did not take heed to what they told us to do we didn't hear and see, friends, all that is about faith. And I know we got wonderful, great, awesome faith teachers, but if we're walking in disobedience, it disturbs our faith. The just shall live by faith. It's not, again, it's not something that we mechanically do so that we can get this object and this object and this object and this object. Rather, it's, more, it's really more of a relationship with the Heavenly Father because that's what pleases him. Jesus said, uh, John 8, 29, for I do always those things that please him. Does anybody here have that testimony? You never displease your father, your mother, your parents, or whoever raised you. You never displeased them? No, Jesus is like, I always, I always do those things. You know, you look at Jesus and go, you one of those kids, huh? <laughs> Make everybody else look bad. I do always those things that please him. And and again, Hebrews said, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So doesn't that tell us then Jesus always walked in faith. The just shall live by faith. And that's the way we're supposed to walk. So it wasn't about Jesus got in faith to get him a new donkey. (laughs) Or some new sandals. You know, they had come out with a new pair of sandals. Yeah, it takes faith. You use your faith for that. But Jesus, when he's talking about faith, it's more about pleasing the Father. That relationship with him. Then it takes us back to Matthew 6.33. All these things will be added 
because we got the relationship right first. So then faith, faith comes by hearing, hearing from the Father. Replace, replace hearing by the word of God, make it personal. Hearing my Father, what my Father says. Hearing what my Father says. Then it gets into that personal relationship where I do what I do because I want to be pleasing to my Father. Hallelujah. All right, let's find a jumping off spot here. Go to verse uh, 20. Verse 20. So when you think of faith, I want you to think of it more in a relationship. More relationship. Because this is where we missed it. You know, you know, we can go off so far on this side. And we can go off so far on this side. We can come back to the middle. We need to come back to the middle. Because even though we're dealing with our father, those principles are still... They still remain. And then we don't get so far here that we're just, we're just so rigorous with the principles that we forget it's about a relationship with our Father. Glory to God. You know, get something that's so precious, that's so precious to you that you just won't you just won't you just won't violate it make something so precious that there's no way you can violate it that you just absolutely if it costs you your life you won't violate it and then and then it becomes easy cuz the decision is made and you you know and 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 you've heard me say this now, all of us, we know what issues we have. We can fool everybody. We can look good, but we know what issues we have. Can, can y'all, y'all be real with me? Give me about three minutes. Just don't put a clock on me. <laughs> These will be pastoral minutes, preaching minutes. But I, 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 and I told my wife, I told my children this. I want to, if Jesus tarries, when my day comes, when that day, when I get finished with all my work, I want to be able to look at my children, look at my wife, and say, baby, it's only been you. And tell my children, I've been faithful to their mother. Always faithful to their mother. If I violate that one time, I can't do it. Throughout all eternity, I can't do it. So I use that. You know hear what I'm saying? Because again, don't, don't think I'm saying something about I'm some this, this perfect guy. But I'm saying I, I, you, some things you have, you have to go to the extreme with. Jesus says, I, I want to always please my father. You're like, always, always. So that means that this whole group is going to leave and you turn around to your, your close groups that y'all going to? Because I, I, I've got to do what pleases him. I got to do what pleases him. And so you have to find that thing that's so precious that there's nothing in this earth that will make you violate it. that was so precious to Jesus that he was willing to be alone, stand alone. And then finally, not my will, but your will be done. Hallelujah. I'm just going to read this and then we'll be through. These three verses, two verses, three verses. 
Yeah, they're in uh, where y'all at? Four, verse 20. My son, attend to my words. He keeps saying the same thing over and over. You think there's something there? Incline thine ear unto my hearing. That, that incline means to cuff your ear and lean in. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. Keep what? My words. Let them, my words, not depart from thine eyes, my words. Keep them, my words, in the midst of your heart. For they, my words, are life unto those that find them, my words, and health to all their flesh, my words are. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life or the forces of life. Come on, stand on your feet. Praise God. So that faith comes. That's how faith comes, by hearing and hearing that word of God. And again, not waiting until we're in a place of, of distress where we're just trying to get uh, God to be, you know, uh, uh, the rescue ranger. But we're living a life with him so that so close with him and walking with him in relationship that he prepares us. That's what, see, this is what Jehovah Jireh, it's not just my God supply on my knees. No, it means that he sees ahead. Like in the military, we have what, what's, what's called preposition stock. We already know that we're going to go to a certain country and we have our airplanes to fly over there and drop supplies. So when our soldiers on the ground get there, there's supplies there already. He sees ahead and he provides. But it takes us being in faith, walking in faith uh, with him in that close relation so we can hear what he's saying to us. He dropped the supplies. We don't know they're there and we go to the wrong place. Because we're not hearing him. We're not hearing him. So let's get it. Let's get this thing where faith really should be. This relationship with our father. Glory to God. And that place where we're not going to allow anything to violate that. And then friends, you're talking about some faith giants. Some walking in faith. Man, you're talking about some walking in faith. So when God says, go to this hospital, go to this place, go do that, then we have the faith to do it, not trying to build faith as we go. But we'll be ready when he calls us. Hallelujah. Because he loves us. And he already has stuff laid out for us. Amen. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We give you the glory and the honor and the praise. For you are God and besides you there is no other. Lord, I pray that your words that you had us to speak today have penetrated the hearts of your people. And Lord, that we are hearing them as your words. And that faith is rising up in our hearts. That we'll walk closer to you than we ever have before. So that you can use us, Lord. So that signs, wonders, and miracles will be done through uh, these vessels that are here today. So that people will ask and say, how, how did you do that? And, say, and then we'll point the way to you. In the name of Jesus. Now, friends, if you're here today and you've never...